Section 56 Narratives of Colored Americans This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Mary Patterson of Monmouth County, New Jersey. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Mott and M. S. Wood Section 56 Hospitable Negro Woman The enterprising traveler Mungo Park was employed by the African Association to explore the interior regions of Africa. In this hazardous undertaking, he encountered many dangers and difficulties. His wants were often supplied and his distress alleviated by the kindness and compassion of Negroes. He gives the following lively and interesting account of the hospitable treatment he received from a poor Negro woman. Being arrived at Sego, the capital of the kingdom of Bambara, situated on the banks of the Niger, I wish to pass over to that part of the town in which the king resides. But from the number of persons eager to obtain a passage, I was under the necessity of waiting two hours. During this time, the people who had crossed the river carried information to Mansong, the king, that a white man was waiting for a passage and was coming over to see him. He immediately sent over one of his chief men, who informed me that the king could not possibly see me until he knew what had brought me into this country and that I must not presume to cross the river without the king's permission. He therefore advised me to lodge for that night in a distant village, to which he pointed, and said that in the morning he would give me further instruction how to conduct myself. This was very discouraging. However, as there was no remedy, I set off for the village, where I found, to my great mortification, that no person would admit me into his house from prejudices infused into their minds, I was regarded with astonishment and fear, and I was obliged to sit the whole day without victuals, in the shade of a tree. The night threatened to be very uncomfortable. The wind rose, and there was great appearance of a heavy rain. The wild beasts, too, were so numerous in the neighborhood that I should have been under the necessity of climbing up a tree and resting among the branches. About sunset, however, as I was preparing to pass the night in this manner, and had turned my horse loose that he might graze at liberty, a negro woman, returning from the labors of the field, stopped to observe me, and perceiving that I was weary and dejected, she inquired into my situation. I briefly explained it to her, after which, with looks of great compassion, she took up my saddle and bridle and told me to follow her. Having conducted me into her hut, she lighted a lamp, spread a mat on the floor, and told me I might remain there for the night. Finding I was very hungry, she went out to procure me something to eat and returned in a short time with a very fine fish, which, having caused it to be half-broiled upon some embers, she gave me for supper. The rites of hospitality, being thus performed toward a stranger in distress, 
my worthy benefactress, pointing to the mat and telling me I might sleep there without apprehension, called to the female part of her family, who had stood gazing on me all the while in fixed astonishment to resume their task of spinning cotton, in which they continued to employ themselves a great part of the night. They lighted their labor by songs, one of which was composed extempore, for I was myself the subject of it. It was sung by one of the young women, the rest joining in a sort of chorus. The air was sweet and plaintive, and the words literally translated were these. The winds roared, and the rain fell. The poor white man, faint and weary, came and sat under our tree. He has no mother to bring him milk, no wife to grind his corn. Chorus. Let us pity the white man. No mother has he to bring him milk, no wife to grind his corn. Footnote. Trifling as these events may appear to the reader, they were to me affecting in the highest degree. I was oppressed by such unexpected kindness, and sleep fled from my eyes. In the morning, I presented to my compassionate landlady two of the four brass buttons which remained on my waistcoat, the only recompense it was in my power to make her. Footnote. These simple and affecting sentiments have been very beautifully versified. The loud wind roared, the rain fell fast, the white man yielded to the blast. He sat him down beneath the tree, for weary, sad, and faint was he. And ah, no wife's or mother's care, for him the milk or corn prepare. Chorus the white man shall our pity share. Alas, no wife's or mother's care. For him the milk or corn prepare. The storm is over, the tempest past, and mercy's voice has hushed the blast. The wind is heard and whispers low, the white man far away must go, but ever in his heart will bear remembrance of the negro's care chorus go white man go but with thee bear the negro's wish the negro's prayer remembrance of the negro's care end of section 56 recording by mary patterson monmouth county new jersey